Hey y'all, I'm Erin Bagwell. And I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism. In our world, the Time's Up movement makes its mark in France. I'm ready to cry some big, ugly tears at the theater this summer. And Spotify's listening to our podcast. Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television. The glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is Beaver Beaver Talk. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. We have quite the situation in front of us right now. Yes, we do. It's very overwhelming what we're looking at. I don't even know how to paint this picture here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight boxes of Girl Guide cookies landed on our table. Excuse me, what did you call them? Oh, Girl Scout cookies. I forgot what country I'm in for a second. Ooh, <laughs> a little Canadian slip for us. It's the guides in Canada. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Um, point is, we have about a thousand cookies in we front of us. We have Girl Scout cookies. We have popcorn. We have a Cheez-It contraption. We have all the snacks today. We're having like a slumber party. Well, yeah. Our producer Kent hooked us up with like all of this food because he thought we would be dying, I'm sure, which is exciting. We have white cheddar popcorn. We have Thin Mints. We have it all. What's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Thin mints. Yeah. She says without any kind of... I mean, I did go right to the tagalongs. You did? That's because I already ate my box, and I have a backup Thin Mint in my freezer. So I was really... The scarcity factor was there, and I needed to make sure I had at least two. So can you explain to me what a tagalong is? Because I'm not convinced I've had one. Okay. (laughs) A tagalong is like a Reese's peanut butter cup, but it's a cookie. It's a little bit crunchier. Oh my gosh, she's giving me, she's giving me it. Am I trying this live on air? Yes, please. You might as well. Fuck. Don't chew it. Isn't it good? It's so good. Diana's chewing. I'm gonna live narrate for everyone. Yeah, it's basically it's like a Reese's except that it has like a bottom cookie that's like a little bit crispy. It's delicious, you know? isn't it good? And Kent is like producing me as I'm eating it, which is always helpful. <laughs> I need this help. How can you never have a tag along? I don't know. Because I don't, I've never bought Girl Guide cookies. And if I have, I've Girl Scouts. Been, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the beaver tail. We are oh really boy. on the beaver tail. Um, you never bought them, really? I feel like. Does Canada not love Girl Guides? Yeah, we absolutely do. I don't think there's like, I don't think the cookie thing is as big of a deal. It's a big deal, but I don't. We just don't have the scale. We have a tenth of the population of you guys. Hmm. Give us a break. Interesting. Having said that, we're probably going to get angry fan mail being like, it's as big of a deal. How dare you? Well, I mean, I take everything you say about Canada at face value, so that will be the golden rule. That is Canada, what what I project it to be. How's it going? How's your life? I mean, life is fine. I feel like I've been watching really strange, really weird media. Really? That's not at all feminist. and But not like not feminist. It's just not in my wheelhouse. What does that mean? Um, So I've been seeing a lot of like comic book movies lately. Uh-huh. Like I just watched The Avengers. Okay. What surprised me about it, glad you asked, <laughs> <laughs> is that I didn't hate the treatment of women in it. Good. It felt kind of feminist. Right. Which excited me. Is Avengers part of Black Panther? Yes. Is that the one that people are like seeing because they're excited about more Black Panther? A thousand percent. It it grossed a billion dollars in 11 days. 
Wow. A billion dollars in 11 days. I can, my brain can't even like wrap my head around that number. It's an insane number. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's the- Is Wonder Woman in it? Is she not part of that that's group? That's DC. Okay. That's Justice League. Sorry, guys. I'm learning things. Wow. I know. I, take I didn't look. even realize there was a division until like three days ago. We'll just let that sit for a minute. <laughs> um, yeah. So I watched that, which was fine. Uh-huh. Um, I've been watching The Path, which nobody has been watching. So I don't know if we want to give this any space. It was a Hulu original. It's been canceled after three seasons. It's the guy with Breaking Bad, right? Correct. Aaron Paul stars in it. Is it good? Um, it, I want it to Did you watch more. all of it? So basically, I'm in season two right now. And basically, it's about a cult in upstate New York that also exists in Peru and also exists in San Diego. Obviously. Oh, my God. It's, there's a lot going on. But it's about this family who's in this cult. Mm-hmm. And the cult is called Meyerism, and they believe in the latter. It's like this whole the thing. Myers-Briggs. Oh, God. It's really <laughs> exhausting. Um, I just want it to be better. I think after... You know, Umer, my husband and I have been watching it together. And I think it's just like we've been watching stuff like we really like. I really love Mr. Robot. I really love Handmaid's Tale. I really love stuff that has a lot of production to it and has a lot of vision and is very creative. And the path is just not that. Yeah. It's just not that. It's not doing that. It doesn't claim it doesn't to be doing that. It doesn't sound like you to stick with a show, though. I know. Why are you watching it? Just because there's like something I have else on? To. I feel like I have to support Aaron Paul. Hmm. I like him a lot. All right. Okay. Sounds so like I'm a personal choice. Um, I also watched Evil Genius. Have you watched Evil Genius? No. Oh, my God. It's insane. Is that also on Hulu? It's on Netflix. And it's about Evil Genius. a bank heist gone wrong. And it's a true crime story. Mm. It's about a man who robbed a bank with a bomb attached to his neck. The bomb goes off. He passes away. That's I feel like I don't really <laughs> seek out like media that males are the lead in. Okay. That's shocking. <laughs> um, I'm like, if there's not a strong female lead, I don't know if I care about it. So the evil genius is a woman. It ends up being a story about a woman. All right. Bait and switch. Wow. You um, really got me. So everybody should watch that as well, I guess. But yeah, I've just been in this really weird little rabbit hole. What have you been watching lately? Um, I watched Dear White People. Have you watched? Have you watched any of that? The yeah, new season. Yeah, I watched. I watched the first season of it. Um, I feel like white people should be. It should be mandatory that we all watch it and I think really about our it. lives. Okay. I think that it tackles so many nuanced social justice issues, racially, obviously, that mm-hmm. are that in our country where people can't go to Starbucks, mm-hmm. where they can't be real estate agents, where they can't go to barbecues. I think like as white people we need to it needs to really be mandatory for us to be watching stories about people of color and understanding the complicated nuances of marginalization like it's really unacceptable and i think everybody should be watching it i love it yeah i love that you love it i think there's also like a fun i mean it's like a college it's very college it's very like sexy like it's um like it's a very entertaining show too like it's very pretty like I think they do a good job styling and there's also it's like a bit of like a drama like everything is it kind of reminds me of um, and the reason that I said like college is it reminds me of like when you're young and everything is like 
life or death, you know what I mean? And granted, like some of the topics are like about police brutality and some of them like actually are. Uh, but it has that great, yeah, drama is the word I keep coming back to of like moving the pace forward. Mm-hmm. The only thing I don't really like is I feel like the um, the show's romances were really strong, I think, in the first season. And then now it kind of feels like, you know, that friends dynamic. I'm going to reference friends, which I do not watch, where it's like everyone's just dating each other now oh, and they're kind of yeah. in the same pool and it's not feeling as authentic, the yeah, relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I really, who's the female lead in that? I'm blanking on her name. I know her name terrible. is Sam White in the in the show, but I don't know what her God, um, she's a actress is. She's really beautiful. She's too. a superstar. They all are, though. I was reading. I didn't feel that way. I felt like she was on this, like way up here, and uh-huh. everyone's like catching up. I feel like her and her best friend Joelle are like so spectacular, and I actually wish they gave her best friend like a lot more space. Mm. And I heard an interview with the two of them. They were on the read giving like college students advice. And I was like blown away by like Joelle's personality. I wish, and I keep using her character's name. I apologize, I don't know the actress's name. Um, I wish they'd give her more. I, I want more of like the two of them. And there's a scene in this season where there's um, the three of them and they're going back home to a funeral and like the camaraderie of the three girls. Like that's such a great, like a narrative when we get to see sisterhood and friendship in that way. I just want more. Love it. Is it gonna be, are they gonna renew it for season three? I, I mean, I'm saying absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Erin sure. is a I've already Netflix executive. Yeah, She's already it. It's going. Yeah, it's great. Love it. Uh-huh. What else is on your list? I'm also catching up on Jane the Virgin. You ever see that show? I've never watched Jane the Virgin. Did your mom ever watch soap operas when you were no. growing up? That doesn't surprise me. Pat Matthews is <laughs> watching like Quentin Tarantino movies. Zero she's like, she's not um, on a soap opera. Well, my, my mom watched General Hospital. She still watches it every day at three o'clock. Three o'clock or four o'clock? I think it's three o'clock. And um, they just take all of these really, which are obviously pulled from like telenovelas, and they pull all these tropes and it's hysterical and Gina Rodriguez is phenomenal. It's a really delightful show. It's one of those ones that you can kind of just cruise through like four hours of. And they they move the, the pacing of the show is so fast that it's fabulous. Like you never feel like you're bored for a second. Like they're moving, 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 moving. This person's dead, this person's moving. Like they, it, it is a drama, it's so fun. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. What else? Um, have you seen the Meet My Mom from Hello Sunshine? No. Oh my God. We are like, totally exclusive this week on like what we've watched. Yeah, like have you seen- um, It's because I'm in a weird space. So on Facebook, Hello Sunshine is releasing these videos where it's like meet my mom oh. and all these like iconic people like Reese. And oh, I the, did see that. I saw it with her mom. Yeah, and they did one with them, the first open figure skater. Love um, it. That YouTube star whose name I can't remember, but Superwoman. They do like really all these- Yes, they do oh, all these no. really beautiful seven minutes. They're a delight. I love Reese talking about when she wanted grew up, she wanted to be Willie Nelson's girlfriend. Yeah, that's or Dolly something. Parton. Yeah, I mean, I mean, don't Dolly Parton. Don't we all? Oh my God, that's so cute. Yeah, it's just like a fun show. She's also put together a fun to bring interns out and like aspiring female filmmakers aged like fourteen. Oh to yeah, 18, yeah. Which Somebody, is, t- God, everyone kept tagging me in that, and I was like, I can't apply to this. You're Why like, is everyone hi. putting it on my radar? <laughs> I mean, what a the girls who get that can you imagine going out there and meeting Reese Witherspoon she puts a camera in your hand and calls you a director <gasps> have you been listening to her podcast 
Yes, no? Um, yes, I listened to the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very cute. It's very on brand. Yeah. I liked it. I think it really goes there, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it really walks the line. It does what, like, Gwyneth Paltrow probably wants to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Was that a burn? Oh. No. Kat <laughs> just made a face at me. <laughs> Burning bridges. Gwyneth, we want you on Beaver Talk, so if you're listening, come on. But, you know, it's like this, that white woman, like, feminism, like, is so happy and empowering, and then they have, like, the leader of Time's Up, like, going in about rape and joy and, like, fine years. It's, like, it's heavy. Did you listen to her episode with Blythe? Mm, I don't know. Oh, the episode with her mom is everything. I don't think so. Must oh, not man. have. Oh, man. You got to go there. Gwyneth? Yeah. Yeah, you signed it to me. I haven't listened to it yet. interviewed her mom, who's Blythe Danner. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is just so wow. emotional. I'm sure. And Blythe Danner worships the ground that Gwyneth walks on. Aww. Not like a yeah. ooh, not like a spoiled child way, but in a way that's like... You're my daughter, and I absolutely love you, and I want to see the best for you in this world. And mm-hmm. to hear Gwyneth talked about in that way by someone who's just like, Blythe Danner's a huge deal. Like, it's very emotional. Cool. I listened to it on the, a long bus trip back from Boston, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I have the to call my mom. To listen to. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, it was a lot. Speaking of families who are just taking a different path here, Blackish is like blowing my brain right now. I know. Well, I don't know because I don't watch. Well, I've been telling you about it because I'm so (laughs) devastated, even though you don't watch. I follow Tracy Ellis Ross on Instagram, and she posts so much stuff, obviously, for promotion. But when she started posting these trailers, and she she directed the show where they, like, started to go really dark with it. Oh, brother. It's quite devastating, especially because the theme and, like, the when you go to Blackish, it's, like, so fun, and it's, you know, joyful, and it's, like, a family... You know, sitcom. Is that the word we use for the show? Sitcom typically has a laugh track, no? Yeah, might have that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, these the, I would say the last four episodes have been very heavy in their perspective. I mean, it's very emotionally dark. It's, I mean, it's jarring. What's happening? Tell us what, like, what's going on that's so... Well, they just had a baby, and basically they're kind of in this transitional space where Bo wants to go back to work and um, Dre, her husband, is kind of like, you know, my mom was so busy working. Like, I don't want you to feel like you have to do that. You don't have to go back. And so they kind of have this friction based in kind of both of their childhood identities of like he, him wanting to be the provider, her wanting to be independent. And like just they're having these huge miscommunications and I think it's interesting because I know, you know, within relationships and marriages, we go through highs and lows and there are moments that definitely test your relationship. And it's it's interesting. They're kind of they're showing us these tests, but then they keep failing. And so over and over, they keep trying to, you know, they're doing the therapy, they're doing this and they can't come together. Mm. And actually, the last episode you know, at this point, they're, they've separated from each other in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a different apartment. Like, we are we are separating the family. And they're at Junior's graduation. And, you know, spoilers, obviously, he... They end up having this huge blowout living room fight that the family all season is a part of, kind of unintentionally just getting emotional with what's going on. Um, and it's devastating because then it's like the kids' reactions... And the one girl who's like, 
Diane, who's like stoic and sassy and like, you know, the Maxine Waters of like this, holding this family up starts to cry. And it's just insane. And it's interesting because I'm sure, you know, to have a like a standard family sitcom where we break the family up. I mean, so many families obviously end in divorce and it's part of a narrative for a lot of people's experiences. But it's also so brave because a family, you know, we haven't seen a black family on television in this way. So for them to make that huge leap artistically to really do this, um, it's very courageous. Uh, it totally changes the tone of the show. I'm this. There's one more episode, which by the time this airs, will have come out. We'll, we'll know if the family stays together or not. And we're kind of waiting with bated breath Sal and I are like what's going on <laughs> it's it's really devastating wow 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 and yeah you're so right that'll fundamentally change like how this show is now read like mm-hmm. even people coming to it now is going to know that this eventually happens whereas before it's like you kind of get to enjoy that relationship and and the bond that they have on screen wow yeah. <gasps> that's I a big know. one I know it's so crazy and it but it's I don't know I, I can't even get a read of like what they're going to do I think you know, we think like, oh, well, it's like still a family sitcom. Like, it'll they'll probably be fine. Yeah. But there's something I don't know. I just don't know the, the way they've been leading us into it. It's not like one episode. I mean, it's like four intense episodes. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But oh boy, we need to keep an eye on it. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Praying for this imaginary family. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tracy Ellis Ross is our is life best friend. So yeah. Um, I saw her speak at the Glamour Women of yeah. the Year. She's fabulous, talking about how she's um, a woman who doesn't have any children. Yeah. And portraying this mom and kind of the duality of her her life. It was really interesting. That is so cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cannes Film Festival has been going on. There's yes. no can you way please, to segue off Can of you that, please so. drop me in on what, what goes on? I feel like I, I'm seeing Ava's you know, Instagrams. I'm seeing Blanchett's Instagrams. I feel like we're, I'm in, I'm out. What, what goes on here? So this is the first year where the jury mm-hmm. is skewed to women. So five of the nine jurors are women. Cool. And the nine jurors are from seven different countries. So they really made an effort to... But aren't all of our five women about. juries from America? Uh, nope. One of them is French. One of them is... Uh, Isn't it Kristen Stewart, Ava DuVernay, Kate Blanchett... And that woman from Blue is the Warmest Color. She's French. Okay. But then the men are, there's Canadian, Denis Villeneuve. Um, so they kind of pull from all over the place, which yeah. is amazing. Um, so I have some stats from, there was a great article written for Harper's Bazaar called In a Time's Up World, Is Cannes Film Festival Still Sexist? And it's written by Yasmin Omar. Um, so uh, the Cannes Film Festival started in 1946 and since its beginning, only one woman has won the Palme d'Or, which is the top prize. Um, and only two women have ever won Best Director. Um, Do we know who the two women are? It's that French lady, right? Jane Campion won for Peel, which is a short film. She won the Palme d'Or. Um, oh, my gosh. I just blanked on who, who won the... Uh, oh, Sofia Coppola won, oh. is one of the directors. And then I'm not sure who the other woman is. What'd she win for? Do we know? She won for The Beguiled. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so there was a Time's Up protest organized by 5050 by 2020. 
um, which is an activist group. And 82 women participated, which is what all the photos on Instagram were showing, which were the women Everybody on the, on the staircase. Red carpet, yeah. Um, on the red carpet and they walked halfway up the stairs and then all 82 women like smushed themselves into the bottom half of the stairs to show how hard it is for women to climb up in the mm. industry. Um, so powerful. I loved it. But the stat is crazy. So 82 women participated to represent the 82 female led films that have been a part of Khan since the beginning out of 1,645 films. Wow. Which is Oh, I hear that number and I'm just like, the wind is knocked out of me. Yeah. Um, And so this article and all of this is Yasmin did all the heavy lifting for all the research of this. So I need to credit her. But um, it is an interesting thought. I mean, women can't walk the red carpet at con without wearing flat or without wearing high heels. Yeah. I saw Kristen Stewart take her little shoes off. Yeah. And protest. For sure. It's just like, so stupid. I like, but women really? like returned away they from were banned. Screenings. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, so, so it's like, and everybody's talked about Khan as the space where male. It's like there's a quote that's like male um, genius is celebrated and female beauty is mm. celebrated. So it's inherently sexist. <gasps> yeah, right. The way that the whole festival is set up is inherently sexist. It's coming from that already. Yeah. Um, but it's also, I mean, it's the Cannes Film Festival. It's extremely prestigious. It's extremely glamorous. Like, it is the place to see and be seen. So there's kind of this... Lala from Vanderpump Rules was there. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Trashy reality followers will know. I love it. Yeah. I mean, everybody's there. You go You go there to, to, be, to be seen. Yeah. Um, so I think it's an interesting... It's an interesting year for it. And Kate Blanchett was asked at a press conference by some terrible, human, terrible journalist who was like, why do movies even matter? And Kate Blanchett was like, okay, so none of the actresses are going to answer that question. Next. <laughs> She's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a fertile ground for that whole kind of culture. So I think it's extremely brave of all the women to stage that protest to read the declaration. Kate Blanchett read it on the stairs of what they want to see. Um, 50-50 men and women split by 2020, mm -hmm. um, which is amazing. Yeah, go girls. Go girls. I love it. There's a lot of feminist news happenings. Um, I know you rolled your eyes earlier about this, about um, Benedict Cumberbatch only taking roles where his female co-stars make the same amount of money. What are your I thoughts about my, this? I, did, I rolled my eyes at the like... That we still have to worry about the pay Finally. Game? Hi. Yeah. Welcome to the party. I mean, it's great. Like, Benedict Timber, like, fantastic. Doesn't um, that other guy do this, too? Badly Cooper does yes, it. thank you. Um, somebody else I does it like as well. the guy from Shameless also did that for his co-star. William H. Macy? Yeah. Yeah, because she wouldn't come back. Emmy Rossum said I saw said no. William H. Macy on 34th Street once. Stop. Yeah. Stop everything. I did. He just walked right by me. That's so fun. Was he shorter than you? I don't remember. He was wearing sunglasses, but I knew it was him. That's so cool. Love it. Many, many years ago. Um, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch is the top of the elite in Hollywood. So these these men need to be setting Do the we precedent. like Benedict Cumberbatch? Yes. What a weird name. I know. It's a I lot to, to like, really spell it Benedict out in my brain. Cumberbatch. You like him? I don't know if I've seen anything that he's in. What? He's in everything. Like, yeah, but like what? The Imitation Game. He played nope. Julian Assange. Nope. He... 
I hate playing this game because then my brain just goes You know what I've blank. seen? I've seen like an interview with him and Jennifer Lawrence and he was really interested in the fact that she got a pizza after she won her Oscar and then like cried. And the interviewer like didn't want to go there, but he was like, oh no, like let, this is interesting. Let's get into it. So I feel like I know him from this weird <laughs> British TV show because I, I was I was rendering footage and I had to wait like three hours for the stupid export to happen. So I'm watching like this K-hole of weird interviews. Okay. I don't know that much about him is what I'm saying. He is starring, okay, this is going to be a terrible story, but I'm going to say it anyway. So he is starring. But you like him is what I'm asking? Yeah, I'm fine with him. Okay. <laughs> you should be defensive about him. <laughs> what? I'm interested that you're not. A, that you're I not just a fan. have no feelings. I'm trying okay. to get. I'm trying to get a grasp here. Jason Sudeikis is that for me. I, uh, I get him confused him with the other guy. Screen, yeah, which I'm like looks, willing to say. Doesn't he look a lot like somebody else? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I can't remember <laughs> anything I see this man in, and I know he's he. I mean, he's married to my girlfriend. Um, Who's your girlfriend? Olivia Wilde. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a delight. She is a delight. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't I don't see her husband on screen. <laughs> mm, tough. Oh, I also watched the call. David Blaine documentary. Speaking of, they're both in it. It's terrifying. It would really. Who's David you. Blaine again? I'm totally blanking. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Is he a magician? He is. He's like. Is he al- really? He's like an illusionist. What are you watching, Diana? Girl, I need to get back on track. You're I don't watching know what a I'm documentary watching. about a man mus- magician. Not sorry about it. that. Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis are in. Why? And Katy Perry and what? Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul and Will all Smith. your people are in it. And Jada Pinkett Smith. Wow, they're all there. They're all. He's doing tricks for them. He sticks a ice pick what? through his hand and he doesn't bleed. Well, yeah, it's magic. Okay, well, <laughs> seeing as how you have all the answers with the tagalongs over there. Um, what else have you been watching? Um, been watching The Real Housewives, you know, keeping up with New York, which is back on. Vanderpump is off, which is devastating. We just had their last reunion. Um, and I'm heartbroken about not having Vanderpump in my life, which apparently Martin Scorsese told Lala at Cannes that he watches the show. So haters of Vanderpump. Again, formation. That's a lot. He has a daughter, so he probably watches it for her. My dad would never watch Vanderpump Rules. Martin Scorsese is very hip. I feel like he needs to stay up on these things. He is? He's giving me such a face right now. Okay. Away that face. I have other like news things. Also, um, I talked to you a little bit about this already, but Camaro on was on Homophilia and we got to like hear all about him becoming a dad. And I feel like he might be my new favorite queer eye now. Wow. I just want to make that announcement. I was so in love with the story. Like basically his partner you know, before he came out, he gets a girl pregnant in high school. She mm-hmm. kind of like floats away, disappears forever. He's on that MTV real world show, kind of comes out as a brat doing lots of drugs when, I can't remember how the intersection happens, but he finds out he's a father, totally changes his life, gets full custody of this kid, like becomes like all-star dad, like main focus. And then his part, his uh, co-parent, his co-parent gets pregnant again, has like another baby, and he takes that baby too, and he's like, raises like this whole family of boys. It's like, out, it, the story is outrageous, and it's like, your heart just bursts. It's, he's amazing. Yeah, Karamo is really 
He's so articulate. I just listened to him on Jonathan's podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's so articulate about what he's learned along the way of his career. Yeah. And he talks about working for the Oprah Winfrey Network. Yeah, I feel like there's so, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I feel like there's so much to Karamo that like as the life coach of the show, Mm -hmm. he doesn't, he can go there. Like Mm -hmm. he emotionally has the depth. And I feel like that's why I was skeptical with him at first is that's a hard role to play, but like, but he has it. And maybe these guys aren't letting him in. I don't know what's going on. I For season two, I really want to see him go deep. Yeah. I'd also see, love to see him like with his kids. Yes. I think that Where's be... the backstory on these guys? I yeah. want to see it all. I want a little bit more backstory on all 100%. of them. 100%. Yeah. Agreed. But no, Karamo's phenomenal. Also, this is sad news. But Shania Twain, have you heard about this? No. <laughs> You're freaking out. The Canadian at the table is like, what happened to Shania? She said after she was on RuPaul, please hold your hold on to your horses here, which is kind of a good Shania Twain pun. But anyway, um, that she would have voted for Donald Trump. No. Burn all of your, whose bed have your boots been under albums? <gasps> Can you even handle it? Why would, I? is she love- misquoted where, give me the, I, I need d- to know. That's it. I have no Where other info okay. for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> you need to get... Okay, I need to deep dive this. Where was she quoted? It's what was she quoted? Every, Is it on She's film? basically saying like he had some good ideas or he like was like a no bullshit person. And I know, listen, Shania had went through a lot with her breakup and blah, blah, blah. But my God, I love Shania Twain. That's devastating. Isn't... Don't you just... I mean, what do we do when our idols just fall from the ground and smack themselves in the face? I think we like stop making idols out of people is probably the answer. <sighs> but but I love Shania. Yeah, that's really, oh, wow. That's a big one. She's such a superstar gone. Did you like her on Paul's Drag Race? My roommate was watching and it was kind of. She was just on the last episode and for some reason the VH1 app does not let me see it the day after. I have to wait like two days. Okay. So I have not seen her episode. All right, well. Actually, no, that is a lie. I did see the episode. They wouldn't let her license the music, so she they didn't sing to her lip sync, which I thought was kind of lame. She probably doesn't have any say on that. Probably owned by a record label. I don't care. It was lame. When, like, all of these iconic musicians go on, they all, like, do their songs. Oh, my God. You know, like, when the B-52s go on, you lip sync to a B-52 song. The B-52s? Yeah. Is that Love Shack? Yeah, because Rue was in one, that was like one of his first jobs was in one of of their music videos. (gasps) I love that. Yeah. Oh my God. Well. What song would you lip sync to your life to? I think I'd have to go. Are you allowed to do Broadway? Sure. I'd have to do I Dreamed a Dream. Really? (laughs) That's what you get the crowd going? Or Defying Gravity. Oh, that's a good one. I might do Defying Gravity, to be honest with you. Hmm. If I'm not allowed to do Broadway, then I'd have to go with I Want to Dance with Somebody. Yeah, Whitney yeah. Houston. I mean, obviously Whitney. I That's mean, an easy one. Come on. Come That'd on. be a hard one to carry, though. Yeah. You really got to do the build. You got you to gotta take the audience on your journey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would you lip sync to? I think something by Cher. Although I'd have to really reflect on that. Yeah. So many good Cher. Or I could do like a Like a Prayer. <gasps> you know, a classic Madonna you would be fun. Madonna. That'd be a good one. Yeah. I think that's the move. <laughs> Love it. Um, Spotify released some, I I think it's great news. I feel like there's some 
yeah, chatter out there I mean, about it not being a good thing, but Spotify is no longer going to have R. Kelly show up in playlists I mean, or algorithms. I, didn't I call for this to happen? You absolutely did. Can we keep going? Yeah, I think let's <laughs> add Chris Brown to the mix. Who is that other artist who just abused his wife? There's a slew of them. Let's find them. Let's throw them off the playlist. Yeah, it really, I mean, I feel like this is a great move for Spotify. There's a lot of talk online, though, about it being kind Sensory of, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. How about censoring, like, all the teenage girls that R. Kelly has been raping for his whole fucking career? Don't want to hear it. Absolutely. Um, something else that I'm also mad about is Kate Middleton's, like, new baby exit. Did you see this photo? The baby exit? Like she gave birth. Yeah. And then like an hour and a half later, they put this woman in like heels. Yeah, they do and that her for little like Chanel. Person. Oh, you're whatever. not like a person if you're in the royal family and a woman. You don't get to like be anything but a mother. But you, I don't understand why they would even make this woman. Like I understand wanting to show the baby to the public, but like the hour after it's born, and like your body has been broken open and you've had a major surgery yeah. and like your head wants to explode, they put this woman in hair and makeup? They did I it think to it's the queen. so they disgusting. They did it to Diana, they did it to Kate. They like, this is like a trajectory thing that needs to stop. It's like the most annoying thing I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. It made me furious. What's most annoying is like William always leaves the hospital. Like they always get pictures of William leaving the hospital after the baby's been born. And then William comes back to the hospital and then they do the outing together. What so it's like, mean? what is going on here? What am I watching? But yeah, they do it all the time. Every time a baby is born. <sighs> Makes me so upset. Yeah. It's just disgusting. Yep. It's like treat this person like a human. Ugh, it's awful. Agreed. Are you going to watch The Royal Wedding? I know we're going to be way off base timing-wise here, but... Yes, yes. This episode will already will air after the wedding, but I, I think I'm going to get up. I really what? love... You're going to get up at four in the morning? I got up for Kate Middleton's Umer wedding. Mary's shaking his head, and he's like, well, not he's a part not of this. invited. I didn't get you a fascinator. You're not invited. Um, What's a fascinator? They're the things that they wear on the heads. They're like the, they're not really a hat, but they're not really like they're just like a very decorative hat piece to go to society things in English culture. I'm not sure I know still what you're talking my, about. My Canadian is showing since the beginning of this episode, but I woke up at four in the morning to watch Kate Middleton marry Prince William, and I had a you did I had a sociology final at nine a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so we know where my priorities were. Um, but yeah, I did. I just, there's something about the communal aspect of knowing like so many people are watching that I absolutely love with this stuff. Interesting. Yeah. I live for it. I feel but like I you haven't know followed any of it up to They're this always going to wear something boring, which is like why I want to see a wedding situation. I want to know what she's going to wear. And I feel like they always put them in like a long sleeve lace get up and I'm like not interested. Yeah. I want a little drama in my fashion. Yeah. There's no drama. There's is Obama going to walk her down the aisle? No, Prince Charles is walking her down the aisle. All right. Get a grip. Well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's whatever. It's a boring situation. He has as much chance of being king as I do of being queen, so. Who cares? No, I'm just Wow, I burn. Care. I care. Burn, burn, burn. Um, but yeah, I'll watch. I'll provide the update on the next episode of Beaver Bites. I have a friend who's staying over at my house, and she just texted me. And she was like, so we getting up at 4 a.m. to watch this thing? And I was like, oh, boy. And you said, hell yeah. Is that what we're in for? Sign me up. 
She says, hey, lady, do we need to get up at 4 a.m. and watch the royal wedding? <laughs> Just a cash. I like how she phrased that as in, like, I'm getting up. Wanted to check that you have a way of watching it. Yeah. yeah. Although our husbands will be running a half marathon, so I don't know if they'd appreciate us <gasps> well, running up, getting up at 4 in the morning. It's their sociology before final. Their, uh, and then when I said, I'm reading you this text exchange now, <laughs> would the boys kill us? She suggested that they could sleep together. And that we could sleep together. Sleepovers. Bring some of these cookies. You guys need them for the wedding. To which I just LOL'd. So I might be up at four in the morning with you. Maybe I'll text you. Text me. Text me. A bunch of princess emojis. I mean, it's going to be one to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. I just got another text (laughs) from my dad (laughs) that says, did you hear about the wedding in England tomorrow? That little wedding. And then he says, um, who's the lady who's getting married? He just wrote MM. Meghan Markle. Is living every girl's dream to marry a helicopter pilot and then wrote a winky face because my dad is a helicopter pilot. Oh, my God. What a lame dad joke we just got in. Leaning in with the burn. I like it. I like how he's like, you're not special. You do the same job as me. Get out of here. Yeah, my dad's. There's a lot of ego there. I love it. Um, what are you most excited about? I feel like there's some fun things coming up. I'm excited to see Book Club. I'm excited to see Tully. I want to see Filthy Rich Asians so bad. I think the trailer looks phenomenal. I'm like all in on that movie already. Have you read the book? No. Should I read the book? Duh. <gasps> you got to read the book. I don't know. Sometimes don't you hate, though, when you read the book and then you hate the movie? Isn't that always how it goes? The book is, goes? like, beloved. I think you got to read the book. Really? Yeah. I would love... I, I need a read. I feel like I need a it's summer, a great summer read. read. I feel like you should go for it, and then I can borrow it from you. Hey. Yeah. Are you reading anything right now? Yeah, I'm reading Yes, Please by Amy Poehler. Really? Did you like that book? Yeah, I'm halfway through it, and I'm digging it so far. I didn't really, like, love it, but... Did I you really like Boston I liked Bossy Finds a lot. Yeah. What didn't you I like? I think I'm more place? of a Tina Fey than an Amy okay. Poehler. Yep. I get that. That's just who I am. I get that. Did you watch her David Letterman? Oh, yeah. We talked about how boring it was. Yeah. Her he interview. really flatlined on that one. Yeah. It was so boring. I almost turned it off. I did I turn like, it off. I didn't finish it. I keep going. I didn't finish it. Ugh, it how do you make Tina watch. Fey boring? I don't know. I, it was outrageous. The woman is killing it right now. It's her birthday. On the day that we're recording this podcast. Happy birthday, Tina. Spoiler. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't finish it because David Letterman just completely blew it. I yeah. felt. He's asking her like the most boring questions ever. Like, what and are we no doing? And there's no follow up. He's just like bouncing And there's from no thing chemistry. There's no And also like, like, we all know like her career, like he's talking to her as a peer. There's so much that could have been unearthed there about like the writing process yeah. or producing a show. It's like we don't need to know all of these like boring nuances yeah. that like we could read in her book. Absolutely. It felt like a real waste of her time. Yeah, he also plugged Bossy Pants, which I'm like, that book has been out for my God at least three years. Yeah. At least, because I read it two summers ago. She looked beautiful. She's I mean, she's stunning. I love I love mm-hmm. Tina Fey. Yeah. She's wasted. She was wasted. It makes me really mad. What's she working on? She's working on stuff right now. Um, hello. She's got nominated for a Tony for Mean Girls. Uh, hello. Twelve of them. Who's seen Mean Girls? Somebody should do a review for us. Because I've heard of very mixed reviews. And I need to know what is what about this musical. I don't like the music. Oh, you're already listening to the music? I, of course. I listened to the soundtrack and I was like, I don't like it. I really want to see um, Hello, Dolly. Me too. Bette Miller's coming back. 
And Bernadette Peters is everything. Yeah, I don't want... And it's not like a popular opinion. <laughs> I saw her in this one show. I think it was Carousel, and it was a very, it's a very hard show. Carousel. It's like very fun. classic, and I just couldn't... You know what I like Bernadette Peters in? Allie McBeal. And Mozart <laughs> in the Jungle. Oh, yeah, she is in that. Yeah. Oh, they dress her in great clothes for that. Yeah, I mean, she's... She's like a socialist. A superstar. Yeah. Um, I'm going to sob big, ugly tears this summer at Adrift. You and I have talked about this trailer. I'm not going to see that fucking it's movie. Do awful. not make me. It stars Shailene Woodley and Sam Claflin. Kent's going to go with you. Do you want to see it, Kent? What is it? He has no idea. It's, oh my God. It's, it's a about- woman and they fall in love and then they're on a boat and then the boat goes down and he breaks all his ribs and she has to like traverse them through the ocean. <laughs> I am so invested in this relationship. No, I'm just kidding. I'm excited for it. Why though. do you want to see this movie? I have to. Because every time I watch it, the trailer for it, it's the only thing. Just you know watch what it Losing is? Sight of Shore again. Here's what it is. I am so ready for a great love story. I am like craving a, a great love story A man's broken ribs right who's like a dead fish on a boat. This is your care. great love story? It's going to be great. It's going to be great. What? And if it's not, at least it's going to get me a little bit more to there. We need a romance. How long has it yeah, been? My we're God. Go to filthy Rich Asians. <sighs> yes. That's not a great romance. Yes, it's going to be awesome. Have you seen the wedding clips? The fashion? The drama? Her mother in law? Come on. All right. All right. We'll Anyways. see whose movie gets better reviews. <laughs> we will see. We know whose movie's going to get better reviews. Mine. Well, because it'll get more press. Wow, someone is very bitter about this. Your movie on a boat is not going to be good. <laughs> I'm so excited for a drift. <laughs> okay, the time has come. Well, I think Ken has something to say before we say Happy Feminist Wednesday. I do. I have a few things that uh, I try to say off mic, but I ask you guys. What? You no. made a face. <laughs> First of all, hi. I'm a little nervous, honestly. I don't Are know you? what's going on. Yeah. Well, it's nothing to be nervous about, but thank you for having me on. Well, you kind of told us you're coming on, so. (laughs) We also love having you on. I asked. You're always welcome. Thank you very much. Please tell us what goes on. Well, first of all, Diana, can I talk to you for a minute? Can I, talk, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah. Erin, why don't you hang out with those tagalongs for a second? I'm happy to eat them all. Diana, what is Erin's problem with Benedict Cumberbatch? I know. It's like, I like this little, guy's great. I don't understand why. I know. I get into a weird space of having to defend him, but I'm like, fully... What, what, what? I don't what, know if I take advice other? from someone oh, 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 who oh, hasn't oh, had tag you're listening. Hey, you're back. I'm always listening. Hi. <laughs> Uh, also, Sherlock. You missed that he's freaking like Sherlock. Sherlock. I watch Sherlock. I don't he's like the Sherlock. Sherlock. Oh, he was good in that. He was good in that. He's he's the Sherlock. <laughs> Not my wheelhouse. You didn't watch Sherlock? No. It's kind of scary. Nope. Mm. It's a British thing. You wouldn't get it. Anyway, uh, I have two music things that I thought this would be. I'm always pushing things that I like on people because it's the best stuff. <laughs> and uh, I have two music things that I think the beaver talk audience our Bettys, the Bettys, your Bettys, uh would uh appreciate it's just apropos so the first um is a band called war on women okay mm-hmm. uh they are self-described as a co-ed feminist hardcore punk band based in baltimore maryland 
they just came out with a record. No, nah, they just came out with a record. They came out with a record. A new, their newest one is called Capture the Flag. It's great. I will play a track of it as the outro of this episode. I think it would be... But it's very good. So anyone, even if you're not like super into you know, punk rock or hardcore or anything like that, it's worth the download. It's worth on, on Bandcamp or whatever. Yeah, check put them it out. On Give your, them some support. Put it on your exercise mix. They're great. So now the other thing I wanted to sort of promote here is a band that uh, while you guys, we, we've recorded a few episodes here and I've been playing some music in between, some surf rock. Yeah. That you actually commented on, Aaron. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? It was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, not to, I not liked to put it. words in your mouth. No, it was fun. So uh, there is a label called Hi-Fi Recordings, High Tide Recordings. They're out of Asbury Park, New Jersey, which is my uh, tied for second favorite town in America after Staten Island and tied with Astoria, of course. And they have a group on the label called the Surfragettes. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Oh, my God. They are um, a surf rock band from Montreal, Canada that Holla. is on High Tide Recordings, and they play surf rock, and uh, they're all female, and they're fucking awesome. So I would like to play for you guys and the Beaver Talk audience this uh, song that they put out on Facebook. Um <laughs> So if you guys could describe what you're seeing on the video here, and I'll, I'll put the music on, you know, in better recording, but like, what are you seeing on the screen? Okay, I'm seeing I'm seeing incredible women wearing mini, yellow mini dresses. Got like with, a mod thing happening. <laughs> with uh, knee-high white boots. Yeah, that's what we see. They're all playing instruments. They're in a living room or some kind of... I am home. in love. Do you guys recognize this song at all? It's Toxic by Britney Spears. It is Toxic by Britney what? Spears. So I encourage all of the baddies to go out. This oh song they put up on their Facebook. Oh my God, so good. They are fucking awesome. They are great. Uh, I think they're trying to do like a bit of a viral thing with this, yeah, with for this sure. song. So I think we should all support them in their efforts to do so. But they're a great band, the Surfer Jets. So seek them out on High Tide Recordings. They have a band camp. They have one EP out with three songs. They're awesome. So that's what I wanted to put out there. Cool. Thanks for sharing, Ken. Oh, absolutely. And uh, if if I could put in a little little extra tag on your uh, Spotify thing, we're going to get rid of all these uh, guys that have been hitting women and their kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe we get rid of John Lennon, too. I'll leave it at that. Wow. Hot take, Brandon Bridges. Care. I don't care about the Beatles. <laughs> That's where I stand. I live as everyone sh- As everyone shudders. On that note. Um, also, if you're <laughs> interested in other finding other like indie rock um, women musicians. Feminist Wednesday profiles tons of women, especially out of the UK. We're always profiling. I'm like friends with a PR company that's out there and they're constantly sending me really awesome women who are um, from the punk scene, do pop music. So if you want to find other ladies to add to your playlist, definitely check out Feminist Wednesday's music section. Boom. Thanks, Erin. Yeah, happy Feminist Wednesday, Diana. Happy Feminist Wednesday. Bye. Bye.
guys. I'm Lissa Mandel. I'm Philip Cassell. And we're here from The, the Bitch Seat, the podcast. It's an interview show where we talk to guests about the horrible and beautiful parts of their youth. We like to think of it as an adult talk show and tell. A grown-up show and tell. There you go. Like that. So for a teaser, here's some magnetic poetry that I wrote on my fridge when I was 12. Hit it, Phil. Dreams of whispered music felt snow white and lathered me in delirious symphonies. The ache within is black and bitter. A thousand frantic shadows scream and chant bitterly. I sleep on a lake of a thousand diamonds. You were 12? Yeah, I was way ahead of my time. Fair enough. Tune in. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!